Who are you? I'm pretty sure the last time you asked that question was an LO or when you're trying to slide into somebody's DMs. Don't worry, no judgment from me. Anyways, this is such an important question to ask because identity is a big part of our lives. It is who we are. And without it, we are basically lost. Without it, we can never know what our mission is, let alone fulfill it. So it is very important for us to know who we are. And not just who we are, but who we are in Christ as Christians. So how do we know ourselves? Why should we know ourselves? And what is the consequence of us not knowing who we are or even misidentifying ourselves? Well, find this out and more on this episode of the Youth for 12 podcast. Hello and welcome to Youth 412. My name is Ndowo Sana and I am your host for the Youth 412 podcast where we engage in conversations which enrich, empower and inspire us to be an example to young believers in faith, love and purity. Today I am with Uchikondingwira no Noloazi Nzuza. Guys, say what's up to the fam out there, those who are listening to the Youth 412 podcast. And tell me, are you guys excited? This is your first time. What's up? I'm excited. Hi. Hi, everyone. As he said, my name is Shikoni Ngura. And yes, it's my first time. I'm a bit scared, but I'm ready to share my views on the topic that we'll be doing today. All right, all right. So, Nanoloazi, how are you feeling? I am very nervous. I feel like nervous is an understatement, actually. But okay, um, let's just share our podcast, right? All right, all right. Everyone is nervous here. I feel like I'm the only one who who's more excited than nervous. But we hope that you guys become less nervous as we continue with today's episode. Yeah, today we are talking about something which is very important. Um, we are still on the topic of how to know God's will for your life as a young person, as a young Christian. And today we are talking about something which is very important, and that is identity. Now, identity is something which is very crucial, you know, especially for these years as a young person, you know, you go through the stage of trying to find out who you are, you know, trying to know who you are. And if you don't have an identity, then it is easier for the world to give you an identity. And so that's what we are trying to find out today. How do we then find ourselves as young Christians? How do we identify ourselves? And why is identity so important as for, for us as, as young Christians, especially in relation to our topic of how to know God's will for your life? And I just want to perhaps throw it to you guys. If someone had to randomly ask you, what is your identity? Who are you? What would your answer be? Maybe I, I can start with Unoloazi. Yo, um, I feel like this is a, a very tricky question, actually, because to a person, like an ordinary person that you don't know, the obvious answer would be, I am Unolazenzo's, basically. But, uh, and guys, I think it goes as deep in terms of Christ, especially, when we talk about identity, then the Bible says a different thing. The Bible actually says, we'll see, you are the signs of Umbuso Wasa 
So I think that alone, in in terms of the devil especially, defines you a lot. It says a lot about who you are. If you're going to say, you see, then it says a lot. So I feel like we need to change, I guess. In and now I've just been to it. That's exactly how I'm going to introduce myself now. Noloazi, who are you? I am in Khalifa Oh, yes. Come on now. I love that. Noloazi, I am in Khalifa Um, When Achikondi, what would you identify yourself as? Um... Unorazi has, has said um, some of it, but I also said the same thing. Like, the first thing I would say is I am Jikoni Nguer and a loving person because my name Jikoni means love. And barely from birth until now, I express the love. So I'll always include that, you know, in introducing myself. And also going back to how she said barely in Christ's identity, um, I agree with her because Looking back in the Bible, it talks about how he says we are like the royal priesthood, like a holy nation, you know, the chosen one. However, we as you, we don't um, portray that, we don't express it, we don't mention that as one of our identities, you know. And however, I'm also like encouraged to also start doing that. I don't know when, but soon. Mm, mm, mm. No, I, I love how you guys are looking at this, you know. Um, and, you know, I think it's something which is very important for, for young people, for young Christians to start identifying themselves as, you know, I am an heir of the kingdom. And I am, like Uchikondi had said, Uguti, one of the defining qualities about yourself. I am love. I, you know, I have love. And that I am a child of God. Because that gives you a sense of belonging to God's family. And not only that, it helps define your actions, you know, uh, once you start believing that you are a princess, that you are a prince of God's kingdom, then you'll start behaving like a prince. You know, you will start changing the, the places you go or the things that you do or say because you, you realize that you're not just any ordinary person, but you are an heir of the kingdom. And yeah, I, I love that. What do you think perhaps are the contributing factors to young people's identity nowadays? Maybe let me start with you, Chikondi. Okay, so um, the contributing factors of um, things that can influence our identity as you today, um, I mentioned families, loved ones, ethnicity, race, culture, location, opportunities, media, interest, you just name it. All those things can influence one's identity. And I don't know, Noloazi, do, do you want to add something to that? Definitely what Chikundi has mentioned, but not forgetting money. Money, definitely money. I don't know what's going on with this world that we live in, but money contributes a lot. And fame, money contributes a lot to what even, not even when it comes to Amatabatala, because now we get confused. Because who has money, your parents or you? Because how we look at each other as a youth right now, it's a matter of, living standard, how much money you have, about which clothes do you go to and stuff like that. Those are the things that sometimes define people. And as much as, yes, we're not going to deny the fact that we do need money in terms to have a living, of course. But the problem is people are making it like the main priority of which it's not. And she also said, you see, God has you whether you do have money or not. So I think those were just the things that I was facing. Adding to isn't that they show Chico and Dubuti. Those are the things that contribute to our um, identity now. Let me just say, Uguti, 
one of the things like Uchikondi said about identity um, or the contributing factors, which I feel it, it, it has changed us so much, especially as young people, is the media. You know, I feel like the media has, in a, in a way, made us want to be like the stars, go TV, the movie stars, the TV stars, and we've started identifying ourselves with them and started to change who we are, our behaviors, um, the, the way we dress. And instead of modeling, you know, the, 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 peop- the, 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 the Bible heroes, we are starting to model the people we see on television and all that. And the way they behave is not the way Christians or young Christians should behave at all. And I, I feel like the media, Satan has used it so much in, to change um, the, the way we view ourselves as, as Christians. And we are now wanting to be like those people more than we want to be like Jesus. And I also want to look at something which is very important um, with one of the contributing factors. And, and that is your surroundings. You know, the people who you surround yourself with your friends and and your family or th- people like that you know um those are also a contributing factor to to your identity and and so as the saying goes that birds of a fl- of a feather flock together and so if you hang out with certain people then you start becoming like them um and, and perhaps i want to throw it to you guys um that what what how important do you think the, the 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 power of association is in terms of identity and knowing then that it's so important to associate yourself with maybe the right people how then do you di- disassociate yourself with from the you know people who perhaps are not um the, the right kind of people and how do you find the the right people maybe just briefly uh you guys can just tell me what you think of that um, I think that, um, as a person, you should already know yourself, you know, after going through like self-evaluation, you know, know your morals, your values, your, um, your goals, whatever, um, that's about you. And then when you go into that group and if you see that that group doesn't benefit you in that way and or doesn't like interlink with your morals or values, then I think then that's the point whereby you have to like dissociate yourself from them because you won't benefit anything from that. Then you find yourself people that you're able to relate with in terms of your morals and values. Yeah, you know, Uchikondi has this thing of just saying what's on my mind and now I've lost of words, but okay. Um, I think Linda Ishilo is definitely it because it starts with you knowing yourself and I would like to relate to you, Papel Papel Maliti Usatane comes in order to still destroy and kill, if I'm not mistaken. That's why he says. But the problem is sometimes you get it confused. We see, um, just like Ulindo was saying, we see, um, I'm not surrounding alcohol, have like the most powerful influence on who you are and how you behave and stuff. Um, when if Papel Liti, we see, you know, sometimes Uncle Uncle mentioned to say as we should see and we misinterpret what he's saying because in, Let's say you go to steal. What does he steal actually? What he steals is your identity, of which is something that we're speaking about now. And the chicken dimension, this is very deep. You need to know yourself because obviously, if you don't know who you are, then just like Lindo said, somebody else will give you an identity. And unfortunately, Usatan will give you an identity which is not yours. 
So I'm just saying, we say, and Usatane doesn't come, and he will never come again because in the Lamu he will come as as the people who are close to you. So, um, in terms of that's like I feel like that's the most hard part. Where you're lost in a bad company and people around you have given you an identity of which it's not yours, how do you then come about to move out of the situation? I mean, I always say turn to God because Unkulunkulu knows who you are. He is the creator, and when He created you, He then gave you the identity of being in Kalifa. So, the most possible way that Ongapuma I mean, I would say turn to God because honestly, as much as Abandu can give you a lot of advices. There is no advice that would be based above the Ankunukur. We will dive deeper into the topic of friends and how to choose the right friends in, in later episodes. Um, but I, I love how you guys say that you need to know yourself because if you know yourself, then you know you you'll be unshaken when, when people try to give you an identity. And I love Wutunolo as it says, Wutunkulunkulu says, or gives us an ide- gave us an identity when he created us. And going back to maybe Genesis 1, where when God was creating um, the universe, what God does is, is so very interesting here, because the first thing he does is that before he gives the purpose of the creation, he first gives it an identity. He first says, let there be light. Then he gives it its purpose after he has given it an identity. Meaning that God looks at identity as a very important thing. Meaning that identity precedes mission. You know, identity comes before mission. And so why do you guys think that God places such a high level of importance on identity? You're... What is it with you and these tricky questions? Because honestly, <laughs> when you look at it, your God's plans, I always say that God's plans are beyond human understanding. So as much as we can try, we can really try and see, we see what is it. But I'm just going to say right now, I, it is beyond my understanding. We see you said, like in the beginning of the podcast, you can see, Identity of Mundu says a lot about a person. It has to go with how you behave and how you do certain things and how you dress up and everything. So I think God wanted everything of His to be about intellectually. Actually, I think that's it. So He just wanted His things to have the order and stuff like that. When I check on the, what's your perspective on that? Um, I agree with Nolazi too. Um, but Mina, what I think um is that God knows His mission. And in order for it to proceed on earth, he needs people who are willing to push the mission. Not just a person with like random identity. He needs people with like a certain identity. And because he knows the exact identity his mission needs. So if I had to define that identity, I, I would say that at least you should have the fruit of the spirit and that identity. God is not looking for people with a random identity, you know, God needs people who have the right identity or who have the identity needed for his mission. I, I love that point. And going back to a point um, that, you know, the reason why God plays such a high level of importance on identity is because, you know, identity dictates behavior. 
how you look at yourself or how you see yourself will determine how you then behave. And so if you look at yourself as an heir of the kingdom, as a Christian soldier, then your behavior will model that. And so that's why I think God places such an important view of identity. If then identity drives mission, what then is the consequence of a mischaracterization of your identity? Uh, what happens to the mission if you mischaracterize or you misidentify yourself? You and these deep questions. Oh my gosh. But okay. Um, I think that the mission will not be portrayed the way it should be. Because number one, you're faking your identity. You're not being true to yourself. Now the message that you're sharing to the people within that mission, it won't be effective as it would be if it was actually your true identity. Because there's a saying that goes, practice what you preach. So now if you're preaching something that you don't practice, then... The effect of, the, of that message, how is it going to go through Labanda? Like, I can't put it, guys. I don't know if you guys understand me right now. But yeah. No, I, I understand. Um, if you, it's not just about, you know, saying you're a Christian, but you have to behave that way so that even the message which you have has power. You know, if you go and preach to people and you don't behave what you are preaching, then people won't come in, you know, people won't be saved through your efforts. Nolo Aziwena, what's your take on that? I think I'll definitely have to agree with the Chikundi in the because I think even if the God that we believe in had to behave in a certain way, but God left our testimonies in the Bible and stories that we can refer to in everyday life. It was a spoon, it was okay, so this is how we should do this and this is how we should do that. So yeah, it has a lot to do with practicing what you preach, honestly, because God did it, then we can do it. Mm, mm, mm. So I'm loving this this new aspect which has been introduced here that your identity needs to be aligned with your your behavior. Saying you are a Christian does not give you an identity of, a, of being a Christian. You need to behave like a Christian so that you can be identified as a Christian, so that you, we, we can say that you are a Christian by your behavior. God in the Bible says, and we shall know them, by their fruits. You won't tell us that you're a Christian. We won't need to, you know, you don't you won't need to tell us that you're a Christian, but we'll be able to see from your actions, from your fruits. And so, yeah, I, I love that aspect. You guys are on fire today. I'm loving it. Uh but yeah, just just going back to this, um to, to another aspect of identity in the Bible. And I think it's it's one of the most beautiful, you know, it's it, the way it's portrayed in the Bible. Now, when we look at Moses, um, we, we know Moses' story and all that. And what happens is that Moses' mother then cares for Moses after Pharaoh's daughter finds him in the river and all that. And then he she gets the chance to care for Moses. But while she is caring for Moses, what she is doing is not just sitting around playing with him and all that, but what she was doing for 12 years was enforcing or imparting a strong identity in him. Year after year, day after day, 
she was giving him a strong identity, knowing who he is. He is a Hebrew. He is a part of God's chosen people. And we, we perhaps don't see how much that affected or that had an effect on Moses until we see him choosing to suffer with God's people instead of choosing to go with the, the riches or the passing pleasures of Egypt, as the Bible puts it. And so this is very important in that a strong identity, you know, can give you a, a strong foundation in times of difficulty and all that. And I just want to find out from you guys that what is the consequence of having a weak identity or of not having an, an identity at all? We, we have been talking about this throughout the episode, but I just want you guys to just give me some more thoughts on that, that what is then the consequence of not having a, a strong identity or not having an identity at all. You know, Moses, what would have happened to Moses if he didn't have a strong identity? Or anyone else in the Bible, you know, like Joseph, for example. Yeah, that's so true, hey. Um, I was also like looking back into Moses' story, like thinking, imagine if he never met his mother for those 12 years. Imagine if um, the princess took him in from the time he was a baby and he grew up until, you know, old age. So I was just thinking about like all of that, you know, mm. and now the fact that he went and stayed with his mother for 12 years and then moved into Pharaoh's, um, um, well, palace, by the way, sorry, it's music. And, and then, you know, he never, he never let the Egyptians, um, identity define him, you know, um, and he was, and he was able to actually like stand up for the Israelites. Cause remember like that fight, that whole incident that happened between the Egyptian and the Israelites and he fought for the Israelites, you know? So it shows how much he really stood up for his identity as like an Israelite, yeah. you know? So then from that story, now bringing back to like you. So now if you had a weak identity yourself, you will be able to, you will be led astray. I mean, because you won't be able to like stand up for yourself, you know? Um, cause you're too weak now. So you, you allow whatever that comes in. And that will then control your identity. However, if you had a strong identity, you're able to stand because you know, this and this and this, I don't agree to you. And I won't do it. But now if you're weak, you just allow whatever to interfere with you, with your character, with your, you know, yeah, that's what I think. Can I just say amen to what you kind of said, honestly? It, it, it's that. It's that and just that. And I like the part, so this um, I think she mentioned, if I'm not mistaken, obviously, if you don't have, um, a strong foundation and stuff like that in terms of identity, then you'll just allow anything and everything in because I'll, I'll not that bone, basically. Kunala, um, this book, I hope you're on tomorrow by Mark Finley, as I was reading. Um, I mean, I think, especially when referring to this book, obviously, the biggest, like the biggest consequence of not having an identity, we could see as time goes by, you're allowing everything in and you're allowing the devil to give you a certain identity. The only thing, we're living in the end of time and as time is going past, when you're at Kubana and Diako, and it says history had a beginning point and history will have an ending point so at that during that time where you are living history then 
you, you should know your identity, honestly, because the biggest consequence is you because you lost your identity. So I think that is the biggest consequence that a person can ever go through. Mm, wow, I, I love that. And, you know, I, I love that aspect that, you know, if you don't have an identity, then you, that will be defined for you. You know, it's like have, painting your walls white while knowing that you have a baby in the house. That baby will just you know, won't care. What they'll do is just draw on it or do whatever. And yeah, it's like a blank canvas. If you don't have an identity, then the world will start writing on that canvas. They'll start creating a picture and drawing a picture of who you are. And Nolazi said that you, it's basically not having a backbone. Just you know, swing with the waves and just go where the wind takes you. But if you have a strong identity, then you are able to stand. Even if you're being tempted by the devil like Jesus, even if you are in a foreign land like Joseph, you will stand and remember who you are. Just like the three Hebrew boys and Daniel, they to a Daniel purposed in his heart and he knew who he was. They knew who they were even when they were in a foreign land, even when the devil was trying to get them to perhaps change who they were. Instead, they stood tall even when everyone was bowing down because they knew who they were. They were the heirs of the kingdom. I love that term, you know, the heirs of the kingdom. And they knew that they were God's children, God's chosen people, and they should behave in a certain way. I'm, I'm agreeing to what she's saying. I love how you're like referring back to like Bible characters because I'm thinking um, a lot is like rushing in my head right now. I'm thinking about Esther also. You know, they're also like um, <clears throat> conflicted with the same situation, you know. They, the Jews could have also like, um, also been affected, you know, they could have allowed the king, um, Haman's thingy law to affect their identity too. But no, they didn't do that, you know. They also stood tall, they prayed. They asked Mordecai to help, Mordecai asked Esther, you know. They fasted for three days, you know. A lot comes and it comes like, when it comes to identity, you, a lot comes, like a lot of obstacles come, but you as a person, you are supposed to know yourself, you know, you're supposed to stand. You do whatever it takes for you to stand up for your identities. No, I love that. And, and you, you know, in the Bible, when you see the Israelites, when they start worshipping idols, they start worshipping idols because they lose their identity. They forget who they were. God said, you guys are the chosen people. You're the ones who are supposed to lead people to me. Mm. But when they forgot that, when they lost their identity and started to look at other nations like we do today, we look at other young people, we look at the world out there and we want to become like them. And then we forget who we are and start behaving like other people, you know. Mm. And then we, when we lose that identity, we then lose our mission. We then lose our calling and our purpose. Then do we need to come back? Uh, to remembering who we are, remembering our identity, that we are God's chosen people. So I'm asking you guys, what are some practical steps perhaps that young people can do to find themselves and to build a strong identity in Christ? How do they do that? How do they remember that they are God's chosen people? Or if they didn't know, how do they then know or build that sense of knowing in their hearts that they are God's chosen people and that they should behave in a certain way? Maybe let me start with you, Nolazi, this time. 
<laughs> That's a very deep one. It's a very deep one, actually, I must say. Um, but in terms of um, uh, practical steps, we would say, you know, when Chikandi said, I'm just going to refer to this back again. When Chikandi said, because a person, this thing, basically is, because it's going to be very easy for you to accept and acknowledge the fact that who you are in relation to God and who is God in relation to you. It's going to be very easy to know if you know yourself. But I think that this is the same as living. So I think it's the same thing. In the emergency, see, I said the thing. We see, medicine, I think the first step in terms of you as a, a observation, yeah, we need to stop thinking that nobody understands. Leo concepts, Leo many pays. God does understand. And we need to know, we see, sin was there. And it's going to be there until God comes back. So asking as you see and um another thing, kinda I think it's a matter of mele I think okay, fine. And then it comes to a point of obedience. We'll see sometimes as much as we think, we say, no, we have the answers to everything. Let us question everything. Let's just learn to be obedient. And do it. Don't question everything. Don't be adapting to in everything. You can just kneel down and pray and you'll find answers. Basically. So I think it's a matter of first, the self-introspection. Secondly, understand that and be obedient. I think that's it for me. Yeah, yeah. I love those points. Be obedient. Know yourself. God understands. Stop thinking that nobody understands. God understands. God knows. And you're not the first one. Um, I, I love those points from Unoluazi. Chikondi, what are your I love how Nelisi took most of my points, but it's fine. Um, <laughs> um, before I go into like Christian like um terms, however, I also agree with like the, the self evaluation, like taking time as a as a person yourself, um, going off social media or whatever that distracts you or affects your identity. I'm taking time, um, evaluating yourself, checking what what do you like, what are your morals, your values, your goals in life. And whatever. Then when you're done doing that list, then you look at it, and then you also understand it, then you apply it to your life. But also then you also pray about it, though. Don't forget to add God into that um, that self-evaluation when you're taking it, when you're doing it. And then from there on, obviously pray about it, and then just spend time with God. Also, it's one of them. Reading your Bibles every morning. You know, some people think that. Um, Morning devotions and night devotions are not um, effective, however, they actually are effective. Mm. I think that also um, contributes to your identity as a youth. Um, and also, um, 
So I'm an SDA now in Yaz and you guys know it's seven seven seven. We've been told yeah. all the time. Seven seven seven. Um so yeah, that's what I think. Mm, mm, mm. I love that. Um so Chikondi steps remove things that distract you, you know, that that contribute to your identity in a negative way, and then reposition yourself or change your lifestyle. Start reading the Bible and praying every day. Seven, seven, seven. I love that. And perhaps on the point of reading the Bible, we are supposed, we are Christians, and we are supposed to be Christ-like. We are supposed to behave like Christ. How do we know how Christ behaved? In the Bible, through the Bible, by reading the Bible. By reading the Bible, we know who Christ was, how Christ behaved, and then we will model that behavior. But we can't do it on our own. We won't be able to do it on our own. The way we are able to to do it, or the way we will be able to do it, is by praying and asking for God's power to be able to achieve that point of being able to identify ourselves as Christians, as people who are like Christ. It is my prayer today, and I hope it is your prayer as well. Whoever you are, whoever you are listening from today, it has been a wonderful, wonderful episode. I did thoroughly enjoy myself with my two lady friends here, Unoloazi and Uchikondi. Thank you very much, guys, for joining me for today's episode of Youth for 12. What do you guys say maybe uh, to say goodbye to the listeners at home? Yo, I'm, I'm just sad, honestly. At first I was nervous. Now I'm sad that this podcast has to come to an end. But I can't wait for it. So it has honestly been a blessing and I can never think of another way to start my day. Thank you. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. More is coming. More episodes are coming. When Chikondi, what do you say to, to say goodbye to our listeners at home today? Bye, guys. <laughs> um, I actually enjoyed actually doing the episode. Um, as Nolazi was saying, I was also scared the first time, but now actually the fact that it's ending, my heart is breaking. I mean, right now, like so many thoughts are rushing, but now we have to like close it off. But yeah, I can't <laughs> wait for the upcoming um, episode, you know. And yeah. Yeah. This is not the last time you guys will be hearing from Chikondi and Nolazi. They will be back for more and more episodes. But yeah, that's it from me and the team here of the Youth 412 Podcast. Thank you very much, guys, for joining us for today's episode. And remember to never let anyone look down on you because you are young. Rather, set an example to other young believers in word, in conversation, in spirit, and in love, faith, and purity. God bless. Good night. And yeah, goodbye. Thank you.